When it comes to self-development, no matter the method you use, the vital point is to practice. If you want to learn methods to transform your life and actively grow into the potential you know is inside of you, then you're in the right place. Welcome to The Vital Point. I'm your host, Jonathan Schechter. I'm a psychedelic integration and transformation coach, as well as a breathwork facilitator and an enthusiast of personal growth. You have the capacity to evolve and bring your intentions and dreams into the world. And there's never been more access to so many incredible modalities that can help you on your journey. This podcast will help you learn about new methods to bring into your life, give you practices to follow, and share stories from practitioners who are doing the work so that you can feel inspired to go and practice, because that is the vital point. My guest today is a friend, uh, Adam Heaps, and I'm really excited to have him. Adam creates and supports space for humans to come together and connect with higher self and community. He facilitates mixed modality satsang with the energy stack, supports local men's groups, and organizes a weekly nature cold plunge and drum circle in the Utah mountains. All these practices emphasize surrender, letting go into the flow and integrating our experiences as we ride this rock through space. And I've been, um, blessed to meet Adam through the, the wonders of the internet and through mutual friends and really grateful that he decided to come be a guest on the vital point today. I'm really excited to hear about his journey and what he's been doing. Cause I look at the, the movement, I'm going to call it a movement, but the community that he's building with, uh, with some of other people, uh, in, in Utah. And I'm just really in awe and really feel grateful that, um, I can witness these, uh, these seeds that are blooming and like the, the plants that are growing out of that. And I just mm -hmm. see them growing more and more all the time. And it's a beautiful thing to witness, you know? So Adam, thank you so much for being on the vital point. Yeah. Hey, Jonathan, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So I, I love like, um, in your, um, in that bio, you know, it mentioned surrender, which is like one of my favorite things to, to get into and to like, to really talk about. But I think before we like jump into sort of the deep end of that, I'd love to just hear a little bit more like about your story, like how you kind of came into this work and like how you got to where you are right now. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, man, the, the story is uh, one of those things where, you know, it's kind of tricky to know where to start because when you, when you begin to watch the patterns and, and kind of wake up to what is going on, you realize um, what you thought was the moment of realization or wake up is just one stepping stone in this long journey. Uh, that's probably been going for lifetimes, right? Uh, so I'll skip those and we'll come, we'll come into this lifetime start here. Um, I think I have, uh, I had the pleasure of growing up in Utah in a religious community, um, which I think, you know, there's a lot of, that's a whole nother series of podcasts we could do. But I think what I'll touch on there is just to say that I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to start out with, uh, those spiritual seeds, kind of what you're talking about, right? Like being able to connect to spirit and having parents in a community that had that as an intention uh, with love, you know? And so 
I, I want to give some credit there where it's due and just kind of acknowledge that for a moment, because although that specific community is not what I practice now, it was definitely part of the foundation of connecting me into what spirit felt like. Um, <clears throat> I always felt a little bit of a misfit in that community because I didn't quite connect in the same way. Um, but what I've learned as I've kind of ventured and, and explored and, and found myself deeper is that what we're all looking for is just some love inside, right? And that, and that peace. Um, so um, I think what's kind of brought me here to this point is, you know, life events that have triggered um, disintegration, have triggered ego death. And uh, I think we've all on this path have experienced one thing or another that's brought us to that spot. And um, I've had many of those through my life. I feel like sometimes I wonder, you know, is this a dark night of the soul again? Like, am I doing this again? Really? <laughs> again? Um, but, you know, cause it's like, it's, it sounds like a thing you do once. And I think it's a thing that happens over and over again. Um, but uh, about five, six years ago, um, my youngest daughter um, spent, spent some time in the hospital. She almost, she almost passed away. She, we went through kind of a traumatic experience where she had she had got her hands on some eye drops and drank them. And <clears throat> this constricts your blood vessels in your eye to remove the redness. So it constricted the blood vessels in her body. Um, and we didn't really understand at the moment that she had ingested this. We just saw her with it, um, found her later on kind of lethargic and passing out. She was about one and a half um, and rushed her to the hospital and flew her, you know, life flighted her, ended up life flighting her to, to a bigger uh, primary children's hospital here in Utah. And wow, that was a wild experience to be a part of. Um, witnessing and being a part of that moment of seeing her dying there in my arms and feeling that, that feeling. Um, and then whew, she, this is something that can be reversed with another medication that opens the blood vessels, right? So we try to pump her full of medication to keep her going. Um, and she did. She she made it through the night. Thank thank God. And um, we're all here today, happy. And in fact, the very next day, she wakes up and smile on her face, right back to normal. Um, this blew my mind. It took me so long to process through the death that happened, then but didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and it really, really pushed me deep down into that place where. Um, of, of, you know, of surrender and of, of sort of letting go and accepting what is in life and sort of um, acknowledging that, you know, it is this dualistic reality we live in that uh, one minute, everything's great. The next it's horrible. And then we're right back where we were and it's great again. And we're in this constant flux um, which sent me spinning. So I, I sort of went into my own inner journey and through that process, um, of trying to control life and stress and anxiety and, and, you know, really getting dark and, and wondering what the meaning of all that was and, and, uh, what helped get me out was, was that surrender. And, uh, 
what, what the tool that I used to help me get out of that was, was my breath. Um, I was the first, you know, real like deep dive into spiritual practice for me. Um, I had always, you know, like I said, kind of grew up and had some of those things, but meditation and breath was not taught like this. It was more of a religious version of spirit versus the version of spirit that I know now, which is this energy that's here inside of me and you and all around us, this consciousness uh, that we breathe into ourselves every day and we co-create. Um, uh, and diving deep into that practice and finding that peace within myself, that equanimity in life, and um, really practicing that mindfulness and that surrender, allowing what is to be. Um, and then, you know, uh, as many things go, as the deeper you get into these practices, the more life accelerates and one thing leads to another. And uh, here we are, you know, and I, I, I feel called to share that same knowledge with others, right? And just just help help others realize that uh, you have all the tools you need already right here with you today to overcome the challenges that you're experiencing and the uh, the patterns of mind that show up. Uh, we we have all the tools to combat anything that creates a difficulty in our life, and and uh, that's something that I realized through that process and something that I'm really passionate about helping connect in others. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I got here today uh, is just having that journey and that, that desire to, after I had healed here uh, or, or learned to heal here, cause it's a process. It never stops, right? We, we're always doing it, but wanting to share uh, and just wanting to make that available for others who are in that space and ready to connect to that healing process. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And thanks for being so vulnerable. I mean, that's an incredible story and, you know, hearing it, I, I feel so grateful that, you know, you guys were able to, you know, have that crisis be averted first of all, mm. you know, and, and I can't imagine what that felt like as, as a father uh, to, to, to be a part of that experience. And then, you know, the, the way that you told it in terms of like your daughter waking up the next day and being like, okay, cool. Like, let's go play. Like <laughs> I'm ready to be a kid again. You know, mm -hmm. um, uh, that just, it, that's amazing. And, um, so yeah, I just, I just want to acknowledge that and, and thank you for your vulnerability, first of all. Um, and then also just, you know, I feel so grateful that, you know, hearing, hearing your experience that like that, that journey and, and that experience and being able to process it and like what you went through led you into a deeper path for yourself and into wanting to help other people out of, out of the darkness as well. You know, and it's something that on this podcast, I, I hear over and over again. And it's like, yes, like this is, this is such a common thread for people and that have that are going through dark nights of the soul or these personal crises or you know traumas that they're able to take that experience and then be like okay now that i found a way to help myself like i have to share that with somebody else i have to i have to find a way to to help others and 
to me, it's like really been the common, the common thread throughout this podcast. You know, it doesn't really matter the modality that somebody's practicing or teaching or coaching, facilitating, whatever, you know, it's like, that's one of these things that like binds us together in, in, in you know, with our humanity. And it's just a beautiful thing to, to witness and to listen to. And, um, you know, I appreciate you being a part of that in your own way. Yeah. Thanks. Man. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you too, because I think, uh, you know, you're, you're out here doing similar work and, and I appreciate all the others. I mean, I, I couldn't have found what I found or realized this ability if it wasn't for those like us that kind of came before and, and shared. And so, you know, I think that's an important part of the process, right? Is once you've learned to heal yourself, you start to realize you might be fit to help others. Uh, right. Not that you need to go and pull anybody towards any healing, but to open up the space to allow them to come when and if they're ready. Um, mm. It's it's a it's just a beautiful part of that unfolding process, and and it always start. People say, "Oh, thank you, thank you for for creating this space or whatever," and it's like, well selfishly i started this for me you know like i'm glad you're getting something out of it now and that means so much to me because the community is such a large part of the healing aspect and and uh, i think we know too like if i do work on myself I, it's beautiful and needed but when we do it together or we're all together in a community it's amplified right the the results aren't one plus one is two it's like one plus one is a hundred and and it starts to lift us all to this new space um, but it does come from that, that, you know, that part of, of us where we know we need the help. And so we set out to do the work and, and that's kind of where it starts. Right. Um, so I appreciate yeah. that credit, but it, it starts from the selfish place. It's funny, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it's, it's, it's selfish, but it's not, you know, like, I, I feel like within the space that we're in right now, like with this transitional period you know, and psychedelics coming into the forefront and mm. into sort of the mainstream consciousness, and like, you know, breath work, like you and I both, you know, facilitate breath work. And like, I've, you know, I think Wim Hof has like a reality show now. And, uh, mm. you know, I've yeah. seen him on Netflix on Gwyneth Paltrow's show. And uh, like, I've, you know, seen so many different newspaper and magazine articles about like, oh, what's this breath work thing. And so it's like, there, there, I think I'm going to just, I'm just going to go ahead and make an assumption that there are some people that have a selfish motivation for getting into that. They like, they see like, oh, this is the next big thing. And, mm. you know, it's pretty easy. Like I can do this. Like I've seen like, you know, weekend breathwork certifications and like, and so I do think that there are people that are coming to the space with sort of that selfish motivation, I don't mm -hmm. think that you or I, or the, the people that we're talking about are, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, mm -hmm. like, yeah, we're getting something out of this. Like, I want to make a living. I know you want to make a living, you know, you got people to support and we, we live in this material world, but I know like it would, there's a lot of other things that I could be doing to make yeah. money a lot easier than, than, than this. You know, and like, that's not the primary motivation for me that that selfish motivation or that, that like desire to make a living, it's not the primary motivation. It's like, no, no, like uh, it's that community that you're talking about. It's that, like that sense of 
of healing that you experienced. And then now you're like, cool, like this is part of my mission now is to pass this on to somebody else is to, to see that in the community that I'm in. It's to, you know, to inspire others just by being, you know, and it's not, it's not about the self in that way. It just becomes more about the whole, the, the whole community of which we are a part of, you know, whether that's your local community or, you know, the internet group that you're a part of, or, you know, on a more meta level, like the, the human race. Cause like you said, like, it's not just about, um, you know, what, what I'm doing. It's just about like, how, how am I being? And then other people like kind of being attracted to that energy, mm -hmm. you know? And, yeah. and that's, that's something that I appreciate about, about you and what I see you doing with the energy stack and, you know, your, the, the cold plunging group is just like, you're not, you're not like saying, Hey, this is the better way. You're just being like, Hey, this is what I do. And if you want to come be a part of it, you're welcome. Like, please yeah. come and enjoy and like join, you know, add your energy to, to the collective. And then everything just continues to grow and like flourish and, and build out of that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I agree. I think, um, uh, it is a tricky balance, right? Because we do want to, there's this tendency to want to turn it into a financial or or a results oriented thing and it's really not that i think the heart of it is is love and mm -hmm. and i love life and when i do these practices it reminds me how much i love life and how beautiful the experience is and we can all experience that we can all experience that so shine it bright say it loud share it and people will come. You don't have to walk anyone there or drag anyone in. It's This is something that when you are ready to experience, there are many, many opportunities to jump in and feel that love. Uh, yeah. And so I think that's our responsibility is is to just shine that beacon, that to send that tuning fork out into mm -hmm. the world, you know, and, and just allow us each other to tune into that frequency because I, I feel the same with you or with others right it's like we need that so i tune in and, and i listen and i'm like okay now i'm in this frequency again I, i'm happy and i'm feeling good and and i think uh you know that's something that needs to be shared we need to continue to share that with each other yeah there was um there was another brother and i'm, I'm hoping to have him back on the the podcast soon but um that does a uh, a lot of men's work with uh, sacred sons. And he mm -hmm. said something when he was on the podcast, that's like, it's stuck with me ever since he said, like, our job is to be the lighthouse. Because if we try to jump in the water and save every ship, we're going to drown. Mm -hmm. So like, all we have to do is just be the lighthouse, be in that energy, and the ships will come to us, you know, mm -hmm. like that we it's not it's not our responsibility to go out and save everybody, you know, yeah. and, and that's a good way to drown if you do that, you know? So, um, so yeah, I, I love what you said, man, about it being about love. It really reminds me of, uh, like, like Ram Dass, you know, like this conversation that we're having now about the, mm -hmm. the sort of the comparison between being in love in that space of, and energy and frequency of love versus like the, the flip side, the, the games and the egoic and, the monetary stuff, you know, like 
like Ramdas said, like, oh yeah, like I played all these games for a long time, you know, like I was a professor and I had this and I needed this title and that title. And then it's like about giving up those games and just coming in to that space of love, you know, yeah. and then, and then just, just being, you know, and, and having that frequency. And then we're just, we're just walking each other home. We're just there with yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really where the truth of the matter lies and where the most peace has been for me is finding, finding that love and, and connecting into it as often as possible. Uh, Ramdas is a, is a beautiful example of that. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I really like what you're saying too, about the lighthouse and sort of, um, you know, kind of this idea, this new paradigm we're shifting into, um, of this, uh, balancing of the masculine and feminine energies and, mm -hmm. and a lighthouse, uh, is big and powerful and it, and it does have this, this masculine vibration to it. But it, it, like you said, what I liked is it's very feminine. It receives those who need help. It allows them to come in rather than trying to find and, and pull in and, and, uh, gather it's, it's open and it's there and it holds space, but it's just receiving, receiving, receiving that. And, um, it's definite, it's a definite balance, you know, and we've got to balance both those polarities in order to really stand in that, in that place from a true centered spot. Yeah. Beautifully said. Um, so, so what are some of the ways that you kind of cultivate that now within your own life? Yeah. Um, uh, the balance of yeah. the energy, mm -hmm. man, I think for me, that's really just been, um, learning to let go of expectation, learning to let go of what the next move is, um, growing up, working, trying to get a check, trying to do the next thing, you know, trying to control what's coming and, and, and kind of having growing up in this culture that we've grown up in, it's always very results. What's the next, what's the next, where are you going to go? You went to high school, you go to college, you need a job. And you gonna, it's like, there's always another thing to do and learning how to unwind that in my life and learn to balance, um, just sitting in quiet, receiving, receiving inspiration, um, receiving information and, um, just allowing it to unfold. It's, it's a difficult task to be patient sometimes, but that's where the work is. If it feels impatient, that's where I find where my work is like, okay, I need to sit in that a little bit longer. Uh, if I'm trying to force it, uh, that's where I notice like, uh, okay, relax. And, and it's a balance, right? Because there's a, there's value in setting goals. There's value in, in linear time and, and looking ahead and kind of tracking that it's important and it, and it helps us grow and, and, um, it also helps us move from, you know, good situations to great or, or bad to good. But, but there's this balance of you setting that intention and connecting to that and then letting the rest come to you. Uh, and that's really, really been a focus of mine, especially with all of these practices is just letting those practices be the opportunity to teach surrender, to teach quiet and stillness. Um, and it's something I'm working on still, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, that idea, that, that concept of surrender is just so key 
and you know it just it has like I, sometimes i almost wish like there was a different word for it because you know it has like certain connotations within the english mm. language but you know like just like you're saying it's it's that openness it's not about like giving up per se it's it's you know it's about being open to all the different possibilities and what what's coming into to your field you know cuz like we plan we set goals and then things change or things happen, you know, just like your, you know, the, the experience you shared with your daughter. I mean, that literally happened in the blink of an eye and mm-hmm. I'm sure it changed the plans, at least for the immediate future, you know, at least for that day, you know, mm-hmm. you can't just say like, Oh, well, we're just going to keep going with the plan. Um, you know, sometimes the way that I like to think about it is um, like being in this like river and, there's some, there's some times where I'm in the river where like, I, I have like a goal or like, there's a, a point that I'm swimming towards and like, I'm like, okay, I see, I see that thing. And I'm just going to like, I'm just going to go at it. And then there's other times where it's like, you just have to let go and let the current take you because otherwise you're just going to be wasting your energy fighting, uh, against a force that's much more powerful than, than yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's that balance and that, like that that dance of like, when, when do I swim versus when do I just release? And, uh, yeah, there's, there's so much value in, in that, you know, sort of that, that study and that contemplation, that meditation on that. Like yeah, you're totally. I, I think, uh, you know, I love that you bring up the, the river idea. This is an analogy I've thought of or has come to me many times, especially, within breathwork or psychedelics uh, of, of having the realization of seeing myself in that river and I'm hanging on tight. I'm on my tube and I'm holding on to some branch and I'm like, I cannot let go. Like I need this. This is safe. And if I just let go, I'd probably drift right into the sandy beach and it would all be good, but I'm just hanging on so tight and just, you know, so it is that setting the attention intention, knowing you want that sandy beach, but then allowing it to show up and, and allowing yourself to receive it uh, and, and just learning to let go of the, that fear and trusting that the universe has our back. It's co-conspiring with us to bring us that beach. You just got to trust it. It's there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like it's, it's so much more effort to hang on and to fight it. And just to, to let go and let it happen. And like, and then you look around, you're like, oh man, I, like, look at all this energy that I just spent when that was what I was supposed to do the whole time was just yeah. let go. That's, that's the lesson there. Yeah. And I love, I love that you brought up something else that I like to talk about as well, which is learning through your practice to um, like when you feel that resistance or that friction that that's where the work is, Mm. you know, it's, and that's such a, that's such a shift, but I think it's such a powerful shift, you know, Mm. instead of being like, I have this problem or this is, this is challenging. Like there's a curiosity there of like, well, why is this challenging? Like, what is this Mm. trying to teach me? Or like, what needs to, what do I need to surrender to Mm. so that this becomes easier? You know, it's, it's an invitation, like, 
I've almost like thought of it like like Pavlov, you know, training his dog. It's like you're hearing that bell ringing, yeah. and you know, it's like okay, well, wait, there's some work here. Time to like slow down and like kind of focus in on it. And oh, now I actually feel grateful for this. Like instead of being like, damn, I have like mm-hmm. I have this difficulty. It's like oh, cool, like. I'm getting this very clear message of like where I still have some work to do and like right. what, a, what a blessing that, that is. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, triggers, triggers become the best teachers, right? And, and, and the shadow is what helps us realize the light. I mean, they go together. It's very mm. dualistic and it's one whole, the, we experience them all. Um, we can't have one without the other. And I completely agree. I mean, my triggers have, they plague us, right? They plague me, but they are what helps me unwind and, and, and undo those layers of programming. Um, I, I agree. I like Pavlov's dog analogy. It's like, <laughs> you know, for a long time, you just hear the ring and you don't even know what it is. It is it's just ringing, right? right? It takes many, many, many tries. It's like, Oh, okay. That ring means something, you know? And, and, uh, for me, I've noticed the, the way that that happens is trigger comes up, then my reaction, then the emotion. And that's usually where I think a lot of us end up washing out and where I end up feeling it is like, okay, I felt like crap. So I must have done something in there that wasn't my highest self or in line with my integrity. And so you can kind of like try trace it back, starting from your emotion on how you feel back to the trigger and, and kind of watch that, that pattern. Um, and it'll really help you unfold those things. And then as the triggers come up for me, I see them and I see them, like you said, as this beautiful thing, like, Oh, okay what am I learning here? And when I go through it in that process, the emotion is always like, I love that person that triggered me. And they only triggered me because I wanted something that I saw them have, or because Mm. I felt like I wasn't, or, and that's my thing. That's not there. They didn't do any, you know, this experience wasn't wrong. It was just another one of those bells along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, My, uh, my main Buddhist teacher talks, about something similar to that in terms of like, he'll say the, the people that harm us or that like, that, that don't, that aren't showing us love and compassion are actually more precious than the people Mm -hmm. that do love us because they'll teach you things that like the people that love you could never do. Like, cause nobody that like loves you and cares about you is going to teach you how to be more patient. You know, they're not going to like, give you these lessons that somebody that like, quote unquote, is like harming you or like has ill will towards you um, is going to actually like give you the opportunity to learn. And so in that way, like they're just as precious, if not more, because like, you're like, your mom would never do that, right? Like your mom wouldn't just be like, well, I'm just gonna, you know, be mean to this kid. Um, so it's just like, it's just a really incredible reframe when you can like start to see the, the teaching and the value in the, in those triggers, like you're saying. Yeah. And it illuminates kind of something you touched on a minute ago, which is that it all ends up being something that is taking you towards your higher self. 
So you hit the challenge, cool, but in the end, that challenge led you to where you needed to be. Um, it's hard to connect the dots from I'm in a hospital to I'm finding breath work to a couple of years later, being able to share that with others in the moment. That's not always evident, but when you right. see the path holistically or from that larger angle, it starts to really, you know, line up with that. I mean, we have a soul contract yeah. where somebody comes to, 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 to be that grist for the mill, you know, and kind of grind mm -hmm. it out. Um, super important. So, um, for all those people who feel frustrated, uh, with me, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it's, and, and just going back to that surrender, you know, of like, yep. we, we were sort of conditioned to turn away from those things. Like you said, mm -hmm. get kind of caught up in the emotion and like, okay, if this is an emotion that's uncomfortable or that I'm used to soothing in a way where I can get away from it, then you just kind of stay stuck. But then we take that experience into a psychedelic experience or a breathwork experience or our meditation experience. And like we sit with it and we can actually like lean into it instead mm. of like going away from it. And then that's where it actually starts to break up or change, or we see it from a different perspective and like start to see like, oh, well, maybe, maybe there is a blessing in this, or I, I'm choosing to look at it this certain way and I can shift that perspective or just let it go entirely, you know, cause mm. it's like not really affecting me anymore other than what's living between my ears, you know? Mm -hmm. And I love that you brought in, you know, like where like like kind of connecting to the the body as a way to like trace that back right because mm -hmm. like that's that's such a powerful way of really finding the root of some of those things is like where where is this living in my body like mm -hmm. where where do i feel this and like can i sit with it is it okay to to be with it to bring the breath around it to just let it be and then listen to what it has to tell me, mm -hmm. you know, let, let that memory come up or like, let that uncomfortable emotion process through me instead of being like, no, got to get away from this. Like, this is not safe or this is not comfortable. And so it's just going to kind of be there until, until I can actually get around to that surrender. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have sort of, um, I know I have created patterns in my life where I avoid it or mm -hmm. I mask it or I pretend it's not there or I drink it away or you, you name it, right? We've all kind right. of experienced those things. And yeah, I mean, the, the, uh, there's so many applications for psychedelics and breath work. And I think the cold, the cold therapy is one that is blowing up and it's because it is a physical feeling that I can feel in my body that teaches me that pain isn't always something I need to run away from. And I sit in that for a moment and then I realize, holy shit, that was actually exactly what I needed. Like this is yeah. so beneficial and I feel so happy having sat and endured that for a moment. And, and you realize, you start to realize like it is, a, it is in here. It is right. my, tendencies wanting to teach me to escape um right. 
rather than sitting through. And then those applications start to show up everywhere in your life. And you can see how the connection from sitting in the cold or, or breathing or going through that psychedelic experience where however you got there can transfer into these other areas of your life where you can, it's like, ah, okay, I see how this might teach me now. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go through, I'm gonna go through. Yeah. Yeah. Then, <laughs> I would say the, the hardest part of, of an ice bath is getting in, you know, it's like, it's, yeah, you're going to be uncomfortable for 30 to 60 seconds after you get in. But like that, the, the hardest part is like getting over the mental battle. Yeah. Cause like, I remember when I first started to practice, like there, like, I would be like, there'd be days where I knew I was going to do an ice bath in the afternoon and I would wake up and immediately start making excuses, like, <laughs> or start like building the story about like why today is not a good day to do an ice bath. And this is something that's like literally hours away, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I feel grateful that like, I had that awareness of like that, that, that narrative was building and then I could like sit and watch it, you know, try to get stronger, or, like try to assert itself into my reality. But like, so yeah, it's just like, you now the hardest part is just getting in, you know, it's like, yeah. and just, and if you can watch that, if you can be, more powerful than that thought, which is like, oh, this is dangerous. I should not be doing this. And whatever other stories you're going to make up around that, because like that's mm -hmm. really the core of it, right? Is like, this is dangerous to me. Mm -hmm. um, uh, this is not safe. And, and also, like, I feel grateful that I have this incredible body with these genes mm -hmm. that still remembers. You know, that, that reptilian part of my brain, that's like, this is not safe. You should not be doing this. Like, even mm -hmm. though it's perfectly safe for mm -hmm. me to be in there for a couple of minutes, you know, I know nothing's going to happen, but like, oh yeah, cool. Like I still have this genetic code within me. That's like, nope, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just conquering that, that little piece of code and like, you know, not letting that be, uh, be the what's in charge. And then like, you're saying like, Oh, where, where, what other places are those codes running in my life? Yep. Yep. They're running all over. That's the thing. Right. Right? Like, there's a filter <laughs> and something comes in and it goes through that code and you don't even realize it. I don't even realize it because it already right. happened before I'm there. That's the whole emotions and tracking it back. Right. But yeah, this yeah. whole process illuminates that awareness. And yeah, I love that you said that because I've spent time, you know, even in like a cold shower and I'm like in a cold shower and I'm comfy and I'm having this moment where I'm like, I spent my whole life avoiding a cold shower, like a hot shower. That's what it needs to be. But it, this feels good. I'm in here. I don't even feel I'm enjoying it. And it's right. just this moment of awareness that I choose my reality. I choose how I feel about things. I choose what I resist. I choose what I accept. And, um, a lot of it is pre-programmed. A lot of it's just in there deep, you know, and you don't even see it. I just do the same thing every single day. This is, this is what we do. Uh, I, right. I really like that. It's like, it's almost like you, you insert this little positive little virus into the code and it kind of like gets in there and starts to kind of 
fiddle with it and break it down and you get to see it another way and psychedelics do that it like opens up all these possibilities and then you go back to your patterns so you got to integrate all those other new ideas but that's the idea is is just adding that positive little virus into that conditioned code and and really breaking it down yeah it's it's such a great metaphor you know like of you know we have this ability to to hack our own code and to mm. augment it. And if we don't have any of these practices, if we don't have the awareness of it, then we're just, the code's just running without any awareness, any knowledge. And so, yeah, then we have these moments that just kind of wake us up. And then mm. all of a sudden it's like, oh, cool. Now I'm the, now I'm the programmer and I can choose, mm. I can choose what, which programs I like want to work on and, and yes. change and, and, be open to the fact that it's a process, you know, that there's, there's a lot of code to work with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I love how deep that rabbit hole goes sometimes where you're like, oh yeah, like I totally, totally worked on this. Like I'm good. And then it like comes back around in this other way, or yeah. like you're saying, like what you're saying in the beginning of your story, like, well now, because I have a greater capacity through my practice, mm. now life is like, oh, cool now you can handle more mm -hmm. like now, now you're ready for the next level, yep. you know? And like, that's, that's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful place to get to, even though sometimes it's like, you know, I have this, I have this conversation with, uh, with other people that are doing, you know, like development work and, and working with psychedelics and, and stuff. And they're like, and we, I, I feel like we've all had this moment where like, you just look at somebody and you're just like, can I just get a break for like a few minutes? You know, like why is there always something else to work on? Why is there always something else to heal? You know, like I just want to chill out for like five minutes without mm. there being another level or another mercury retrograde or, you know, sure. another ceremony to integrate. And it's like, mm. yes. And we're in the situation cause we can handle it. Cause like mm. you've grown and you have the resourcing to to go through what you're going through you know yeah totally yeah you pick up that heavier set of spiritual weights and you get going and that first time is not easy right but it, it, <laughs> right that's that it, you're I, I feel you i felt that in my life um and, you know and then i think too you you kind of brought uh the idea of of I can't remember how you said it, but it made me think of Ramdas again and sort of, uh, oh, you said be your own programmer. Uh, Ramdas calls it just being the witness, right? Watching, right. watching the thought patterns happen and, and sort of just um, maybe there's nothing to fix. Just watch it. Right. You know? And uh, that's okay too. Uh, but I think it's for me, the more I can identify with that awareness and watch those patterns, um, it feels as though I'm able to pick up those new spiritual weights. Right. Mm. Uh, so that, yeah, that I, I resonate with that a lot. I really like that idea. Yeah. So how did you like kind of start building? Cause I, I like, take me, take me a little bit like through the timeline of like some of the groups that you're involved in, in Utah there, mm. like you've been doing the, the cold plunging group. Was that like the first thing? that you kind of started? Yeah, for me, um, personally, you know, like I said, I kind of went in this journey in, in internal, 
and something happened end of 21 inside of me that was like click switch went on and and all of a sudden i just kept having this feeling like i need to share this i need to i need to be a part of something bigger than just my own my own inner healing journey um hmm. i didn't know what that meant i just knew i was passionate about it and i and i wanted to share um and really what what i think you know back up a step or two briefly um a lot of gratitude for uh combo um and for uh i had that experience last summer uh with Oppa wellness who you've met with before and i think who connected mm -hmm. us ultimately right yeah uh, with jeff and sam uh awesome people beautiful frog beautiful medicine and and for me that was a great kickstart into listening to that intuition and balancing that masculine and feminine energy and receiving life. Um, and so from there, it kind of wound me down that path to feeling called. And uh, I didn't know what that meant. And a lot of times I still don't, right? It's just, we just discover as we, as we go, um, especially when we're coming from that place of heart and receiving. Um, uh, and so what happened was it was actually my son and my wife were joking with each other as we were hiking in the winter. It was January and it was like a sunny day, but very cold. And we were in the mountains and it was like, Hey, I'll give you 50 bucks if you get in that water, you know? And, and, and he was like, he's, he's 12. He was like, all right, I'm in right now. Let's go. He's taking off his shirt, like, right, you know, right there. And I'm like, bro, 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 hold, hold on, chill out. Like we don't have a towel. It's. 12 degrees like what are you thinking man uh let, let's go let's get let's get prepared and let's get up to the mountain and let's we'll we'll, we'll do it right I'm, i support you you're you're badass like let's do this so um i did what any uh anybody would do and i text my friends and my family and said hey we're going up to the mountain and we're getting in the water and uh i know it sounds a little crazy but if you're interested you come give it a try. And everyone I text showed up. Everyone. There was, you know, 20 of us. And it was my brothers and sisters and a couple close friends and Jeff. And and uh we pulled up and it's it's like 9 a.m. on on uh on a Sunday morning and it's it's I think it was 17 degrees outside, if I recall. And um we go down and the, the there's snow everywhere and there's no sun because we're in the canyon and uh, there's ice all over the river everywhere, you know, and, and um, we all kind of looked at each other like, all right, I guess we're doing this. And we got there and we just got in and we all got in and and uh, we, we turned some 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 awesome music up real loud and, and like we just like powered in there and and we were all just having this moment of like, just that moment of loving life, just this excitement inside of us. And, and uh, there was sort of this idea of like, well, how, how long are we going to go? Or how long has it been? It's like, it's been four minutes, like, holy shit, we've been here for so long, I'm freezing. And like, it was like this powerful experience that we had, and we got out and shivering, and you can't even put your own clothes on, we're helping each other, like we're putting your friend's socks on, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and we head home and, and it's like, uh, you do your Sunday and 
I was having this feeling of like, just bliss, pure bliss. And, you know, I text Jeff and he's like, dude, I feel so damn good too. You know, my brother texts me. It was like, should we go back next week? Like, yeah, let's do it again. So we went again. And this time, you know, you take, you text another friend who you didn't text last time and that expands. And, and we, and we went again and we had the same experience where it doesn't make any sense. It's 10 degrees. It's freezing cold. You just strip down to your skivvies and get in the water and you're, and, and there's no lake cause it's frozen. So we're in the river. And so we're laying down, you know, it's like this, this just wild animalistic experience. And, uh, it was so psychedelic and so beautiful. And, and, and I felt that energy of myself healing and others healing together amplified. It was just like this beacon, just boom, just set off. And I felt like, okay, uh, I'm going to start inviting everyone I possibly know to do this. And, um, I had been kind of off social media for a few years and I hopped right back in and just was like, here we go. And just started inviting anyone I could, anyone that was, was wanting to do this. And, um, and as people would come and, sh and, and show up, a lot of times they were our friends and sometimes they were a friend of a friend. And, and so it's just hugs and it's beautiful. And we're, ah, I love you, man. It's good to see you. And next thing you know, uh, now you're hugging somebody's cousin and the neighbor. And then a guy from the parking lot that we met on the way up was like, hey, you ever heard of a cold plunge? It's like, sure, I'll try. And you're hugging him. And, and this community starts to form, you know, and it's like, um, we're, sh we're, we're commiserating together. We're, we're feeling this pain together. We're feeling this gratitude of this experience together. And yeah. it was contagious. Same people coming back every week, bringing a new friend. And, and it just grew because there was so much pure, just love and, and passion for wanting to just have this happy human experience together. Um, I don't think we realized what it meant on the healing journey or the community at the time, but as this year has gone by, it's just really, it, it, uh, I'm just so grateful for the experience, you know, because not only did it teach me how powerful of a modality that is, but it, it connected me to myself and to the community in a way that I didn't know existed. Um, and that was kind of the first thing, you know, and then pe people who you start to meet through there. Now you're now it's like, okay, the next thing's the men's circle. And that's like, boom, then that's another whole nother set of connections. And then you go to another, uh, you meet somebody else and it's like, uh, I go to a retreat or meet a friend or go to a breathwork class. And all of a sudden these connections that I didn't know were there. It was like, my two friends were connecting as if they were two best friends. And I'm like, look, look at how beautiful this is. And it's this big flower of life that's forming all around us through all these beautiful connections. And so, um, as that unfolds, you know, uh, just keep saying yes, keep showing up, keep pouring, um, love and, and just passion into that. And, and uh, it just keeps unfolding into this beautiful experience. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm so watch. ready for winter. We're so we're coming up on it again. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, I never thought, I don't know, I grew up in Utah, we love the winter and we are get outside, but not quite like this, you know, right. uh, and I'm so excited for it. It's almost here again. So it's good.
yeah it's been it's been super cool to watch on instagram you know like i can just see it from the things that you post that you know and before i was following you it was like watching jeff's feed and like like oh wow like there's more people every week <laughs> and like look how cool that is and they all look like they're having a good time and you know you guys are playing music and you know just jamming out and there's this real sense of community there and it's just uh it's a really really powerful powerful thing you know mm -hmm. it really is really really is you mentioned uh you mentioned the men's work and i think that's another important thing i'd like to touch on you know in terms of you know both of us being men in this space and one of the things that i noticed uh you know kind of getting involved more into uh you know community of people working with psychedelics breath work is that um you know for whatever reason men in this space are a little bit more rare you know for some reason it almost seems to attract in more of the feminine energy and nothing wrong with that and it's not not i'm not trying to say that that women don't have their own needs uh for for this kind of work but i have a lot of gratitude for for men that are showing up um because oftentimes like i feel like i'll, I'll talk to them and i know for myself i feel like i'm rewriting some of that code um that i learned very early on um that does not serve me does not serve my community, does not serve my family, does not serve my world um, in any way, shape or form. And I feel like I hear that from others as well. So I wanted, I wanted to kind of touch on that. Like, does that resonate to you or like where, how do you find, um, you know, the men's work fitting in and, and like why, you, why you feel important like that, that that's, a, that's an important thing. Yeah. Uh, I do resonate. <clears throat> um, it was wild for me to have that same experience of, you know, like I said, I kind of hop, hop back into social media and starting to connect and connect into this larger, um, like what a beautiful tool, right. To allow us to connect and, and, and even for us to meet through there and, and have this friendship that we've built, uh, it's such a beautiful thing, but I noticed the exact same thing. It was like, all these women were starting to follow and all these women were commenting and communicating and not that there wasn't men too, but definitely, um, felt like, a, uh, an imbalance that way. Uh, no judgment, just noticing that. And, um, and, uh, I really, I really felt that too. Um, I, I think for me that comes from, or if I can, you know, be so bold as to like identify why that might happen. I think it would be, I think men are where we are programmed. Our programming has less vulnerability. It has less acceptance of self-love traditionally uh, or healthy versions of self-love. Um, and I think that leads to us going down these roads of we're just not honest with ourselves. We're not honest with each other. We wear a mask. I'm not going to be vulnerable. And when you're not vulnerable, you can't surrender. You can't because your shield's on. Um, and so women tend to have a uh, intuition 
that leads them there. Um, and they're very vulnerable and they, and they listen to that intuition and they're okay being in that space. Um, again, using blanket men and women, but typically that's what I've seen. Um, and so I loved being able to find and connect into a community of men who are okay with that intuitive side, with that, that lover aspect of themselves, with that version that receives life, um, you know, the drum circles always call me in because music is feminine. It's, it's creative. It's receiving this, 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 you, you become this conduit from source and, and you make music through that. And, um, so, you know, when I find a community of men who are willing to be vulnerable and willing to support each other and allow each other to show up as we are, um, and, you know, especially the music, that's always what got me. I was like, oh, yeah, we're drumming. All right, cool. I'm in. Um, you know, it's just a beautiful thing to witness and be a part of. And, and, and for me specifically to help balance my own masculine and feminine within myself and, and really um, stand in the divine masculine by having that balance. Yeah, the, there's something that's really powerful about that, you know, especially within the altered state of the ways that we help each other heal. Um, you know, I, I, I've heard this comment. I feel like I've experienced this comment in my own way of like somebody showing up in and, and embodying their higher, the higher energy of the masculine, or, you know, in my case, somebody embodying that higher state of feminine energy helps heal something within myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard that from women where they're like, you're embodying that higher masculine, that divine masculine. And that allowed me to like heal something that I was holding on to that I didn't trust in myself. You know, and we all have these wounded relationships that we're, you know, at one point in our life, maybe we're not fulfilled in some certain way. Mm-hmm. And then by showing up in that, in that divine energy, we're able to not only like heal something within ourselves, but like that reflects out into the other areas in, in the, of the group. And it's, um, it's a really interesting process. It's something that like, I'm continuously kind of like looking at and trying to see like where, how, how can I, how can I continue to make this flourish? You know, like how can I continue to, to build in this area? Because, like you said, there's, there's such a need for it and it is challenging for, for men to be vulnerable sometimes. Like that's the way that we were kind of brought up, right? Mm-hmm. It's just vulnerability is not okay. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you find yourself like, you know, in a ceremony or like, you know, doing breath work and all of a sudden, like you're those, some of those programs are being challenged. Mm. Um, I know for me, there's been like very uncomfortable moments of like confronting that. And like, and then there's other people I've talked to where I'm like, wow, like, I, okay. I know I had some toxicity, but like, then I wasn't like in the military or anything where like, you know, I'm hearing stories about just the, the, the energy and like the, the behavior, you know, and like, mm-hmm. okay, wow. Like it's really important to be able to shed those things to be able to like move on from those patterns that, that aren't serving us. But like, 
I've, I've had some uncomfortable moments like confronting that kind of stuff, you know, right. it gets really gets ingrained really deep. So, yep. you know, to be able to, to open up and, and have that vulnerability and, and have the, the courage to, to face that mm-hmm. is, is really important. I, and I'm trying to remember who it was that I was talking to, but they, they said something along those lines of like, you know, that's, that's what I, that's the way that I, 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 I talk to men about this work is that being courageous is a masculine trait, mm. you know, and it's, it's, it's courageous to show up for yourself and mm. to challenge these, these parts of us that are, that need healing or that are toxic or that just don't fit the program anymore. Um, but <laughs> like you said, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's easier said than done to get over that initial vulnerability. Yeah, it is. There's something we say a lot in the men's circle. Somebody, you know, had brought it up. I can't remember specifically who, but it's something that we repeat time to time, time and time again, which is, um, you know, they said that they were scared to come there today and their wife said, cool, go scared, be scared, you know, and and that stuck with me because um like you said that that's that courage and that's that vulnerability and when we don't show up because we're scared all we do is keep ourselves from love right when i do not when i'm not vulnerable and i'm and i think i'm protecting i'm keeping all of those things out and a lot of times that you know that's that realization that you're talking about i've had that before too where i have to face that it's like okay I am the reason why I don't feel good because I didn't let that love in because I thought I was doing something that was protecting me. And I was really just like tucking down into my shell as hard as I could. Um, and, and, and I was keeping myself from enjoying the beauty and the, and the love that comes from being open and connecting with others. Yeah. And that accountability is something that is, um, I think I would consider a masculine trait as well. You know, mm-hmm. like being, being accountable and responsible to myself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and having, having the courage to look and in an honest way and say like, Hey, here's, here's a way that I fell a little bit short mm-hmm. and in a, in a compassionate way, in a way that is embodying that higher self, not like a critical or a shameful way, mm-hmm. but like, Hey, like I, I know I'm. I know that I'm capable of more and yep. I can do better next time. And, you know, being willing to, to look at those parts of me and, and make that change. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We, we just at the men's circle, we just call that owning your shit. Right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's mm-hmm. what it is. You, you, you and I each get the opportunity to own and be accountable for our actions and how we feel and how the, the energy and the vibration that we send into the unified field and what comes back to us. And when we, it starts here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I think that might be a good place to break. I mean, it's just so poetic right there. Like it sounds so good. Um, <laughs> 
So if, if uh, people want to learn more about the things that you're doing, um, well, yeah, maybe we should talk about the energy stack a little bit first. Yeah, um, give a little love to the energy stack. Yeah, um, I definitely want to give some love to the energy stack. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, yeah. Energy stack is a creation uh, of a um, really good friend of mine, Mike Canales, uh, just a local... Um, uh, I want to call him just like a, he's, he's a lighthouse in our community mm. here and somebody that when you're around, you just feel like you're going to be a better version of yourself. Um, he, wow. he has that energy and he draws that, that in just by shining his light. Um, he, he and I teamed up and, and, and with our wives, we, we, we put this, uh, this gathering together where, um, the intent is just to connect, right? Find, find, find that quiet, that witness, find that center. Um, and, and we call it an energy stack because it's mixed modality. And, and we do, we come in and we, and we do the hape and we do some meditation and then we do some breath work and then we integrate together and then we cold plunge. And there's kind of this stacking that goes on, uh, all, all practices that we have found that have helped us get into that connection place. And so we figured why not, you know, throw a little party and invite our, whoever wants to come to, to just be a part of and experience that. And, uh, and that's, um, that's really what it is, you know, uh, sound bath and, uh, just, just all, all of the things, right. Bringing all of them in to kind of meld into this creation and, and, uh, each time is a little different and we co-create with who is there, but the, the intention is to, is to just hold that space. Um, we've all, I know I have, and I'm sure many others, and I hear this a lot. Uh, it's almost like we're coming out of this hibernation. We, 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 we did this work and we've been on these journeys and, and we wish for community and we step out and it's like, Oh, it's here. It's already here. And, and a lot of times what that means is you creating it, because if you if you're thinking you need it, somebody else is, too. Right. We're never alone. We're all connected. We're all one in this in this large humanity that we're in on the on, on this earth where we're one consciousness. And and so when you feel those things, you know, it's not just in here and here. It's it's out there. And that's what I've learned. And so when we wanted to do this, it was just another, um, just creating more space like that, right? Just just allowing um, the sound to be the medicine and, and, and the people to be the medicine and, and the breath work and, and just to, to gather, to gather and to connect and to commiserate and integrate. Integration is so important. Um, taking all those pieces and little pieces from each thing and bringing them into the one. And uh, that's what we like to do. And we just like to have fun and hold sacred space and, and kind of just create a container for that to be felt. Um, yeah. It sounds like such a natural like evolution from the, the cold plunging group of like, okay, we've figured out how to do that. Like how can we just keep building on that, keep expanding it and such a, such a cool thing, you know, just to, like I said, just to observe it growing and like see you growing. And, um, I mean, I've had moments where I'm like, man, like, like I do stuff online. I'm like, okay, like I needed to take a page from these guys' books and like figure out how to 
get something started here locally, you know, cause it's, yeah. it's just, it's inspiring to, uh, to watch what you guys are doing. Thank you. I, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, it's really, it feels really natural and beautiful and I'm grateful for the experience. And, uh, I would love, absolutely love to come down to AZ and, uh, do it energy stack Arizona style one of these days, you know, or team up and find something we can do. But I, I agree. I mean, um, being in the community, body to body, energetic body to energetic body and being together is, is a very important component. Uh, it's why ceremony is so valuable, right? Because you have that journey, but it's this collective experience that lifts it into that, that space that we just can't quite get to as an individual. Uh, and it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. So yeah, I love, I love to experience that with you. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I think we've already talk, started to talk about that yeah. a little bit. So, Hey, yeah, you know, I got to figure out, I got to figure out, uh, how to connect with Jeff, like the right time and just kind of make that all happen. Cause I've had some, some, uh, some calling back to, to combo as well. So mm, that would be uh, cool. that would be a really cool thing. Well, Whenever it makes sense, I know it will happen. Uh, that's yeah. how these things unfold, you know? We just walk exactly. away at a time. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, cool. So um, if people want to connect with you, um, where should they go? Um, Adam Heaps on Instagram. Um, we have an energy stack, uh, the energy stack on Instagram as well. Um and both, you know, just kind of uh, meant to, like I was saying earlier, just shoot those beacons of love out there uh, into the ethers and whoever's needs that or connected to it or a vibrational match will be there to feel it. Um, um, those are two really good places. I think if you want to find me and connect, I'd love to connect and, and hang out. Um, uh, I... I pushed social media away for a long time out of my fear, out of my own triggers. And being there this year has been such a beautiful experience because it's just been so, it's, it's such a beautiful tool for connection. Um, so, I mean, it, it allows us to, to be, I mean, you and I can be friends and, and that would just not happen 10 years ago. Right. And it's just not, or, right. or prior to that, right. Very tribal. So I like that our tribe can be, local and global at the same time. I, I love that. So yeah, if you want to connect, uh, that's where I'm at Instagram, uh, at Adam Heaps or at the energy stack. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you transmuted that, that block. Cause I love your content. I, th I think <laughs> it's really creative and like, I just like the vibe of it and, you know, so keep up the good work, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. You are an inspiration for me too. Uh, you always have quality content coming out. So I am, I'm grateful for that as well. Thank you. We all push Thanks, each man. other, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Beautiful thing. Well, awesome. Yeah. I really appreciate you being here and sharing your experience and like what a, what a great conversation about programming and just being in that, that field of love and mm -hmm. so many, so many good nuggets that, uh, that we just talked about, man. Yeah. Thank you. Really this great. was really awesome. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, definitely check out, um, you know, Adam and the energy stack. We'll put the link to, um, to his page on the show. And if you enjoyed this episode, I uh, would love it if you leave, 
left a review, told a friend, um, check it out on YouTube. If you're listening, we're just pushing over the content now and we'll eventually have all the old episodes on there as well. So appreciate you supporting the podcast. Uh, would love to hear from you. And, uh, hopefully this conversation inspired you to go and try something, you know, maybe a little bit outside your comfort zone, like taking a cold shower is a great way to start. Uh, you know, if, if a ice bath seems a little too much, you know, you can just turn the, the water to cold and like get that feeling, start to build, you know, or, um, you know, like Adam was saying, just taking a few moments to get quiet, connect to your breath and connect to that inner wisdom that's within you. So I really hope that, that this uh, conversation inspired you to get curious, to try something new and uh, to continue to practice because practice uh, is the vital point. So until next time, my friends, this is uh, Jonathan Schechter signing off. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I'd love it if you leave a review. Follow me on Instagram at Blue Magic Alchemy if you'd like to learn more about transformation, integration, and how to connect through coaching, breathwork, and meditation. Remember that regardless of the methods you're practicing, the vital point is to practice.